0: Doug and Marty versus the world is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one,
1: go.
0: All right. It's true. Doug and Marty are back after a short, uh, well, I don't know how short a couple of weeks away is, brother. It's <laughs> it's a bit. And uh it's so good to see you, brother. And uh and here we are in uh beautiful uh f- almost fall and uh things are cooling off a little bit, but uh the leaves hasn't haven't changed yet. So I'm gonna just stay in summer mode for another week or two, if that's okay
2: with you, brother. Uh, it's okay with me. Of course, this is a Doug and Marty versus the world. I'm Marty McClendon. And I'm and Doug Bassler. Bassler. Yeah, yep. and, and don't rush fall. People are rushing fall too much. The year goes by as we get older, not saying we're old. I'm just saying as we get older, time goes by way too fast. And the whole idea scripturally that we're a life is like a vapor comes, feels very true. So let's let's hold on to the last vestiges of summer as long as we can. Are right. you
0: feeling melancholy, brother? <laughs> I, I no, may be. Is it because is it because the queen, because the queen passed away at ninety six? She I think she had a pretty good run, brother.
2: I think she did. Well, she held the the throne for as long as, uh, as long as Se- we know, right? Seventy years,
0: <sighs> and uh, the longest reigning monarch in the history of the British monarchy, and uh, and she was a devout Christian. Okay. Uh love the Lord. And uh, so I think she's in heaven, brother.
2: Okay. Uh hope she's in heaven. Uh uh obviously God rest her soul. This is great. Uh not great that she died, but the fact she had a long full life and she left a great legacy. I'm curious though, do you think the stress of uh the Meghan Markle thing and all that stuff has anything to do with her going like, I'm done, I'm done with this generation. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give Meghan Markle too much credit, brother. No, I don't think so. I think, you know,
0: you live to be 96. You should be pretty happy.
2: No, I agree. Um, it, I, uh, that seems like, you know, it's 40 some years ago from now. So, um, yeah, that'd be a great life. So, um, well, you know, we, we've
0: got, uh, you know, we've got, we've got a little bit of time left. So I know you're feeling melancholy because the seasons are going to change here another mm-hmm. week or so, but, um, you know, as the seasons are changing, we're we're reaching an acceleration point in this midterm uh, cycle of elections, and uh, we're I'm so excited because we have a guest with us today who has decided to give us a choice here in Washington for Secretary of State. It, besides liberal and liberaler. Er,
1: <laughs> those are That's, words liberal and more worse. liberal, yeah.
0: <laughs> liberal more, like dumber and dumber dumb and dumber and it's brad Clippert, and he's a, a state representative i believe and uh also he has uh put his name in the hat brother for right in for secretary of state here in washington state uh
1: brad welcome to the show how are you sir doing very well sir and thank you for the invitation to be here it's an honor and a pleasure
2: it's, it's an honor and pleasure for us too, and we know we had you on during the congressional run, uh, during the primary. And so we we were encouraged all of our listeners to turn out in the primary and we, at the end of the day, uh, looks like statewide about 40% of the voters actually turned out to vote. And we know that we're counting on a huge turnout in the general uh, with Washington state's top two primary, the jungle primary is the top two vote getters. And so in some cases, in many cases, like we have in other elections, we ended up with two Democrats on the ballot for secretary of state. Uh, now,
0: don't you be, d- you, you, huh? one, one is running as an independent, but you're right. She's a Democrat.
2: Uh, Julie Anderson, I know well, she's a Democrat, but she's running as an independent, so don't buy into that. A little smoke there. Yeah, exactly right. So you have the appointed by Jay Inslee, Steve Hobbs, the current incumbent because Kim Wyman took a job with the Biden administration, um, and then you have um, Julie Anderson running to kind of sway those independent votes, if you will, I an mean, independent. So I don't have a choice. And so the only option in a type two primary is for a candidate to run as a write-in that, that didn't run in this race in the primary. So for our listeners out there that uh, Brad is obviously qualified. Um, we're uh, he served in the, in the house for many years and obviously his background, Brad, why don't you tell us, people, you who, who about your background, and then why this race?
1: Well, very quickly, my background, 34 years of military service, uh, 24, 20 of those years as a helicopter pilot for the Army. Um, uh, I finished my the last of my 34 years this uh, January, last day of January of 2022, as, at the rank of Colonel Commander of the Washington State Guard. I served as a law enforcement officer now for 29 years, started in Pierce County, now in Benton County. And um, and now I've served as a uh, member of the Washington House of Representatives for 14 years. Uh, you already mentioned the congressional race. I did not uh, make it to the, uh, from the primary to the general election in, in that race. And then after um, that was over, I thought that was the end. But then my phone rang and um, someone, a leader in the Republican Party called me and said, Brad, we need somebody to... to uh, represent the state of Washington and talk about election security at a nationwide conference. So I went there and I did that as, as, as requested, left the stage to a, a standing ovation. And when I got home, my phone rang again, and that same person said, Many of uh, several of the Republican leaders have gotten together and tried to discuss who would be the best qualified person to be a write in for the Republican Party for Secretary of State. And they said, Brad, your name kept coming to the top of the list would you be willing to allow your name to stand as the Republican write-in for Secretary of State in the November 2022 elections? That was not in any way, shape, or form on my horizon. I'd never even thought about that. But when they brought that to my attention, and said that many, several leaders got together and said that I was the best person to do that. I uh, was, after much prayer and deliberation, decided that, yes, I would allow myself to stand. i filed the C-1, and I'm filing with the Secretary, Secretary of State's office. So in November, um, there will not be just two choices that you'll see on the ballot, which, of course, is Steve Hobbs and Julie Anderson. You'll have an option to actually fill in that blank space with the name of Brad Clippert and fill in that uh, box or that little bubble right next to it and say that you would like the conservative Brad Clippert to be your uh, Secretary of State in the future because he wants to make sure that your elections in the future in Washington State are secure and transparent.
2: I want to say a big amen, but for our listeners as well, um, having had experience running in 2020 as a write-in for a congressional race myself, um, this is a, a huge opportunity, but it's also something that you don't understand. When it comes to the general election, the voters' pamphlet will not have bread in it. Um, you have an opportunity to get the word out to tell your friends that we have an option that we can win because the Democrats will split the vote um, between Julie Anderson and Steve Hobbs, which means we can take this by getting the vote out, but it's an education process. We've got to let every Republican, every conservative out there that we know um, that they can write in Brad Clipper's name. So it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of people getting the word out as well. Um, and so, and of course, Doug and I, before we jump on here, we're, we're big supporters of Brad and and we would love to see Brad Clippert as the Secretary of State, uh, taking the Republican position again uh, in an office that's been held um, for, gosh, about four or five terms, uh, all the way back to Sam Reed and Ralph Monroe. And so, Brad, tell people why, and besides the election, obviously, the secure elections is really important, but Secretary of State's an important office. Um, why would they vote for you?
1: Absolutely correct. And the one thing I want to say, too, is this is not a partisan issue. This is a nonpartisan issue. Every single citizen in the state of Washington deserves the right to be able to go to the polls, cast their vote, and and expect that their vote will not be manipulated in any way, shape, or form by stuffing ballot boxes or by manipulating the algorithms on a computer system that counts votes. So this is a nonpartisan issue. So for all independents, all Democrats, all Republicans who want to ensure that their election process is secure and transparent, now they have a choice. And that choice is Brad Clipper, because that will be my number one goal to make sure every independent, every Democrat, every Republican, when they cast their vote in the future, they will know that they can go to the polls and not expect that their vote will be manipulated in any way shape or form.
0: You know, uh that's a that's a huge issue for a lot of people right now and even uh you know when president biden went on uh tried not to throw up when i said that uh tv <laughs> last week and it, it seemed like his entire speech was about people that question election integrity and and yet that's, you know, in the words of Shakespeare, "Methinks thou dost protest too much there. The, the, the fact that they're protest- if the if the elections are, are are transparent, just show us, you know, why are you hiding it? Why are you uh, obfuscating and this and uh, using it this way? But, you know, uh, one of the things, uh, Brad, and this is, I think, like something that uh, really needs to be said, is that if we'll show up and vote, the the cheating can be overcome. And the same with you. If if all of us will write in your name, you can win because in that this type of a race, you don't need fifty uh, percent. You need like thirty some percent, right?
1: Absolutely correct. And one of the things people can do to uh, overcome that, Chedina was shown successful in a congressional race in Washington State um, this in the in August is hold your ballot until election day, just like we all used to do. Uh, Not that many years ago, I can remember going to the polls, casting my ballot on election day. And um, we can do that again. Hold your ballot till election day and actually go into the auditor's office and drop your ballot in the box at the auditor's office because that early voting process, as we have seen, has been manipulated um, by machines, has been manipulated by stuffing the ballot box. And um, it, 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 even Joseph Stalin is, is, is uh, giving uh, credit for uh, two quotes. One of the things he said, the people who cast the votes decide nothing. The people who count the votes decide everything. And he was also credited with saying, I consider it completely unimportant who in the party will vote or how, but what is extraordinarily important is who will count the votes and how. So we're just encouraging people, hold it. yes, fill in that, that name if you so choose to. You want someone working for you to ensure, uh, security, ensure security and uh, transparency of future election processes and vote on election day. Don't vote early because that just gives the chances for people to manipulate your vote.
0: So we think- only have about uh, eight weeks or so until election day in November 8th. Uh, do you have like a website or any anything like that that we can get out? Some some ways we can share.
1: Those those things are being done right now. The website is being established, and um, it's, it's just amazing how word of mouth is traveling so fast. Um, uh, phones are lighting up, um, emails are lighting up. So many people are calling me from King County, Pierce County, Okanagan County, Benton County, and and many many other counties, telling me how excited they are that they they will actually have a choice in this election and they're so excited that i am running to give them that choice and uh, like i said it's not only security but transparency i want to just share with you you and your audience really quick it was on july 5th i do believe of 2022 that our current secretary of state who you so appropriately said was appointed by jay Inslee, had an open meeting for everyone in Washington state. It was a telephone meeting because they want to propose an amendment to WAC 434-335-260. And let me tell you how transparent our current Secretary of State is. It says in uh, uh, paragraph two of this amendment, county county office auditors shall not provide physical, electronic, or internal access to third parties seeking to conduct an examination of state-certified voting systems. Any hardware, software, or devices used as a part of the voting system will not be allowed to share with the people. So how transparent is that? It is not. That's why every single person on that phone call stood up and said, no, do not pass this. And um, I was the only legislator there who also agreed with each and every person, do not pass this into the Washington Administrative Code because it further takes away from transparency. The citizens of Washington State have a right to know what exactly what is happening in their election process.
2: This is what we're up against at the national level and the state level where they want to hide. And if you question or even have a question about what the integrity of the election, you're somehow extreme. So this is good, Brett. Thank you for bringing that up for our listeners out there. We have a man of faith. A man who served in the military and police knows how to keep order, to do things in the right way. Also experience in legislation to watch out for things like this to make sure that, and a commitment to keep things transparent. I have one more request to all of our listeners out there. This is one of those things that I've I've done sort of like every election cycle, Doug, where especially central and eastern Washington, um, where typically we vote Republican. But the turnout isn't what King County has been. Typically, it's about 20% less as turnout goes. We have an opportunity here. Even if you know that your local Republican is going to win, turnout anyway. Come out and write in Brad Clipper. We can overwhelm everything with huge turnout in eastern central Washington by writing in Brad. This is one that they're not expecting us to do, and it's really on our shoulders to do it.
1: And, um, and may I say just very quickly, I was uh, did another uh, radio interview earlier today, and the uh, interviewer actually spelled it out. And if, with your permission, I'll do that right now. It's Brad, B-R-A-D, Clippert, spelled K-L-I-P-P-E-R-T. And yes, you're going to have to write that in for Secretary of State and fill in the in the little bubble next to it. So thank you, very gentlemen, very much for mentioning that.
2: And I'll say one more thing on that, too. This is a statewide race. If, if some people just don't understand that, that everybody that is a valid voter can vote for this race. So it's really important.
0: And in um, King County, unvalid voters as well. Well,
2: There you
0: go. <laughs> just kidding, brother. That would be
2: illegal. <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah. Yes, it would. Well,
1: Brad, so whether thank you're you- Democrat, Republican, or independent, you can fill in Brad Clippert because you want your election process in the future to be secure and transparent.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you, brother, for being on the show today. Uh, We're going to have you back again real soon because uh, we want to follow this and make sure that everybody's writing you in.
1: All right. Thank you, gentlemen. God bless. God bless. God bless you.
0: I'll tell you, uh, Marty, uh, Brad's one of the good ones, uh, Christian yes, is. guy and uh, solid, uh, you know, just a, a great guy. I'm really glad that, that he took the time. I, he's actually like at a youth camp right now or something like that.
2: <laughs> Up and, on White Pass. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, took his time to to come on and, and uh, talk to us. And, uh, you know, it's just. Just awesome.
2: Well, so, you think about it too. That's an important position. We know this already, but even when Kim Wyman had it, not just the election, but it's all your business licensing, it's all the corporations. And when it comes to that, uh, they have the power in a sense to do a lot of different things. Um, and it's an executive position. Um, unlike another executive position, I really wanted to bring up, brother, that did you see happen to see on Friday? Uh, Chris Reichdahl, the superintendent of a, a public instructions uh, memo. He's pushing for, passage of, um, to use our, obviously the money set aside for education, not only for, you know, not for teacher ages, to provide free lunch for every student, not just low-income students, but all students. When did we get into the point where schools were to supply lunch to everybody, brother? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm not that hungry right now, but maybe later. <laughs> it was true. You might go back to school, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, it, it could happen. It, it, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Just I, another, I, I, just another way to say, you know, government is, is big brother. Government is, you know, your protector, your provider, your defender. Um, you know all this different stuff where does that money come from brother it's like i saw these great i saw this great ad uh this week and this guy was like i dig ditches i dig holes and get all sweaty for a living i i uh do i um another lady's like this is my second job and uh and i'm you know i'm i'll figure out another way to buy clothes and shoes for my kids cuz i want to buy your college education
2: <laughs> right, right. And
0: I work on these cars so much I don't even see my own family. Hey, I uh, want to get a, a degree in gender studies? College is on me. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. All these blue collar workers, it, um, government handouts come from us, brother. Yeah, it does. You know, and they're they're forcing us to give our money to somebody else or something else. And uh, yeah, so so obviously not in favor of it. Uh, I think that uh, I just saw uh, uh, this week that uh, lo and behold, Jay Inslee is ready to cancel the COVID 19 state of emergency sometime by the end of October.
2: <laughs> right before election time, right? <laughs> right before
0: flu season.
2: Okay, right uh, before flu season and election day, <laughs> right? It's like, and most of them, this is interesting. So I talked a little bit about this on my other show. Um, but it's interesting that he said, did you see this on this? He's releasing some of the emergency powers, but not all of them because, you know, COVID could spring up or monkeypox or whatever. But then he went on further to say that he's not going to require state employees to get the booster. It's no longer a requirement for employment is to be boosted. However, he's retaining and maintaining the original uh, vaccination requirement. So if you work for the state of Washington in any capacity and you still haven't got the original vaccine, even though it's way past and we've seen all kinds of things about why you shouldn't have done it or whatever, you still can't be employed by the state of Washington under Jay Inslee. That is punishment, brother. He is being vindictive and saying, and those that complied to his orders is rewarding and those that didn't comply, he still wants to hold a grudge. That's that's uh I don't think that's very good as the governor. What do you think, brother?
0: Yeah, and uh there is huge problems with this vaccine. There's been massive deaths of young people that had heart problems and there's just all kinds of problems with this vaccine. Um I never got the shot. Um not really interested in going to work for the state patrol. Um no. yeah. but uh I'm a I am i am I the thing that bothers me is that there's no recourse for these families. Mm -hmm. So years ago, about 10 years ago, my stepmother got a flu shot should never have gotten it because she had undergone cancer treatment. So she had a compromised immune system, right? When you go through chemo and all that stuff. And she got a Landry's paralysis almost died, but they were able to go after the vaccine company and they just last year got $250,000, you know, for all of her suffering, you know, which I mean, still doesn't really, she's still a mess, you know, after all these years, right. It's, it's kind of like permanent, but these vaccine problems, you have no recourse. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a, that's, that's a huge issue. So you've got this private company who's reaping billions and billions of dollars by compelling people to get it. And then there's no recourse if you are damaged from having it they don't have any you know in in all medications right isn't there there laws that you have to have like this and this and this can happen i mean think of these tv commercials right could mm-hmm. cause bleeding and this and death and whatever right. you know and you're like yeah i don't want that um but not the vaccine that's a blank piece of paper because um so all the all this shenanigans has been going on now for like what two and a half years
2: two and a half years And so a couple of things on that, I know we've mentioned this probably before, but it's a great place to remind. Just last week, uh, the NIH, right, the National Institutes of Health, um, relisted ivermectin as a viral medicine, as a good treatment for COVID, which we knew before. Remember, though, for two years, doctors couldn't prescribe it. Doctors would lose their license because it was somehow fringe medicine. Joe Rogan was called and taking horse medicine because of ivermectin. And yet, now quietly, uh, the NIH has posted it back as a, the, the preferred treatment, an antiviral, which is what we're talking about, for COVID 19. And it's just amazing to me the hypocrisy. And then you see Sir Fauci who is now trying to say, I'm going to resign, retire, you know, at the end of this cycle, right? This the end of the year or the end of the presidency. So think about this, this guy, all this damage to your point, um, there needs to be legislation that allows people that are damaged by the forced vaccination by governments, uh, by corporations as well, that participated in this to get recovery, to help them recover, because people have... Sometimes I've lost her life. Another time they've, they've got lifelong um, problems because of the so, quote unquote um, cure, if you will, or the treatment. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we got big issues. Well,
0: I, I heard the reason they didn't allow ivermectin and, and these other treatments was because if there is a viable treatment, then you can't have an emergency um, authorization for the vaccine.
2: Interesting so, because they just did an emergency approval of the next level of booster. The, the booster was just approved for emergency wise authorization um, in spite of, or in light of the, the NIH posting ivermectin. So it's interesting that um, they, they were allowed to do both, but to your point, that's probably why uh, yeah. at least that's the excuse behind it.
1: Well,
0: let's not let this thing go as as christian people as activists as political people we will not let this go and um uh, we need to uh remember what america was in 2019 in 2018 right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and what we've lost and what we uh the idea that they could have this see they they never reel it back in they just say no. well we just like isley we have I have this power. I'm reeling it back in, but I'm hanging on to it because I need you people to do obey me because you never know someone might Mm -hmm. catch the flu. So, um, we have got to get full and total and complete control of our government back. Mm -hmm. And then we need to investigate. This is one of the reasons why Joe Biden, uh, the guy that's masquerading as an intelligent person and the president of the United States who got in there by cheating Um, got up there with his red background, Marine Corps, and did his Nazi tirade about Republicans are the enemy of the state. I mean, uh, what happened to America, right? And so we have got to, uh, we've got to win. And I think the reason they're scared is because they know that the, you know, January 6th, we're going to keep that baby going. Mm -hmm. But we're going to find out what the FBI did. We're going to find out, who that one dude is, right? That
2: they right, right. <laughs> that was, one like, that was uh, we the, have
0: to go inside. We have to why go is Ray being, Epps. Who is Ray Epps? Roy exactly right. Epps, right? Whatever is Ray Epps. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna find out who that dude is. Now and all that, that stuff's gonna come down.
2: Yeah. Ray Epps is, is is on video, uh, encouraging people to go inside.
0: Inside, must go
2: inside. And yet they, they think he may be working or may have gotten a plea deal or some kind of like a, a cooperation deal. So they're not questioning him. They're not even bringing him up. And so you wonder what this was all about, but this was being used to go after Trump and the whole thing behind the Mar-a-Lago raid, which is still a travesty. And you know, um, I think it will come down to haunt them. Uh, to your point though, Brother, this, this whole thing where Biden comes out and Elect rants. Doug Bassler
0: and we yeah. will get Merrick yeah. Garland impeached, brother. There
2: we go. Um, yes, elect Doug Bassler in the ninth. If you're in the ninth congressional, please vote for my brother, Doug Bassler, for Congress. He'll be there. Uh, there was a poll. This is before the rant, the sort of um, Empire Strikes Back rant by um, President Biden with a weird... Uh, red backdrop and so forth, literally saying that anybody that is a MAGA, basically make America great again, or a Trump supporter, anyone that may question the integrity or the authenticity of the 2020 elections is somehow extreme and against democracy, a threat, a threat right? You're a threat. We've but, been, you know, le- when
0: you're a threat and you're and you're in charge of the world's largest military, that's a problem, mm-hmm. brother.
2: It is when they've weaponized with, true weapons, 87,000 new IRS agents, when they open the borders, when they're doing the woke ideology in the military and they call you a threat, when the DOJ labels parents domestic terrorists for talking back at school boards, when they weaponize these federal agencies to go after our finances and our, our speech and so forth, and they use language like this, Well, uh, even this even is threatening. S-
0: yeah, and mm-hmm. even the state agencies, right? L&I and stuff during these lockdowns yep. which were completely unconstitutional and illegal. Yep. And uh they're closing restaurants and businesses, you know. Where where does the opposition to the Democratic Party generally come from, brother? It comes from small businesses. Uh-huh. That's the uh-huh. people they have money. They have, you know, they're working hard, they're they have their own business. Uh you know, the small business and home ownership, right? That's the two paths to prosperity in America, right? Mm-hmm. That you can have it, you can get a good job, good career, and all that. And that's when you buy real estate, you get a home and stuff like that, right? You make those investments, right. or you can start your own business and build your business up. And so they attack that, right? Now they want to have here in Washington state, you know, capital gains tax. So I can't, I can't pass this business on to my kids or whatever because, or my farm. And so the state keeps taking more and more not only of our freedom, our liberty, our free will, our free speech, but also our substance, our our real estate, mm-hmm. our our things that we work for, our money. And you know, you know we got something coming in January that might give people a little bit of a sticker shock, brother. It's called a 50 cents a gallon gas tax.
2: Exactly right on top of where it is already. With the supply issues, the that's going to be a buck so
0: 50 for, uh, that's a buck 50 state yeah. tax.
2: That's the, and, that's and they have other
0: taxes on the wholesale level. Mm-hmm. So they, that's they passed have on to
2: the consumers. Yes.
0: That, you know, so I read an article uh, by Adam Smith. I'm running against him, uh, where he said, we need to really drastically increase the prices of fossil fuels, of carbon-based fuels is what he said. So it's not high enough. $450, $5, $6. It's not high enough. They need it to be $10, $20 because they don't want you driving. They don't want you mobile. Right. They don't want you in your car. And I'll tell you, it'll cripple our military. It'll cripple our ability. And, and this is the end of America. When you and decrease so we the better. Production. Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wrap yeah. up and then I want you to go for it. We better show up and vote. Mm. We better yeah. show up and vote. You know, 40% turnout in the primary. Where are you, Christians? If ten percent of the Christians turn out, we win every time, and so we need to stop being little babies and little wimps. I want to stand up and be lions. The righteous are bold as lions. That that we've got to stand. I mean, the the people that that built America, that faced Nazi Germany, that faced the British Empire, and everything else. They 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 pledge their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor. The people at D Day, Iwo Jima, Guadalcanal, right? The mm-hmm. Ardennes in World War One, the Civil War to free the slaves. They died fighting for what they believe in, and we're afraid of being canceled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's time to get. It's time to grow up and be strong, and to take action. And in our country, we are the sovereign. We're in charge. And it's up to us. And who would want to go stand before God? And God said, I gave you the right to, to vote in your country to, to make a decision. Well, I didn't do it. Well, you know, is that that wicked, lazy servant? You know, right. you could right. have at least voted.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe you
0: didn't give money. Maybe you didn't go knock on doors or make phone calls, didn't run for office, but you could have at least voted. Am I being too mean, brother?
2: No, I, I love it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love the passion. I love the, the conviction. And you're right. You know, the bottom line is we're held accountable for what we're given. All right. We've been given much. We're expected of much. That's a, a Spider-Man uh, saying, obviously, but with God too, we're accountable for what we're given. Well, uh, it's, it's you at least voted, one who's right? been
0: given yeah. much as much expected, sure.
2: Exactly right. And so I, I want to say a couple of things here uh, on what you, of what you said. First of all, there's no temporary tax. Um, because they they always make it permanent. There's no temporary uh, seizing of power. We've got to take it back. They won't freely relinquish it. We're seeing that with Inslee. Um, This is one of those things where if we turn out, we win. And this is where it's got to be matter enough to every man, woman, and child, because we see just south of Washington in California, they've literally banned all gas-powered cars by 2035 or whatever it is. Yeah, and then and the, and literally a oh, less than a week later, they said, "Please don't charge your cars because we have because our grid's going <laughs> We <We're
0: laughs> grid really blackouts. So how right. are they gonna? Yeah, how is that Go gonna ahead. happen in ten years? Are they gonna improve the grid that much? And t- no, they no. won't improve the grid.
2: No, that that's the goal though. If you can get every um, person to convert over to electric. Which we know, and then they reduce the production of electric because there's only certain types of power that they'll accept, and and coal and 40 percent of our power, you know, gas. Well, here in Washington, thing.
0: they want to tear down the dams. Exactly
2: right, and that's a clean power as well. But so yep. you have limited uh, uh, production of power, which means resources scarce, which means the price goes to the roof, and then you they want to put make everything dependent on that which means you're dependent on the government and then electricity can be turned off, which means they can control like in China through social credits. If they, if you don't agree with what's being done, you can no longer get power. So this is, well. I remember bigger. the late
0: seventies, they turned off the gas too, brother. So
2: yes. Energy, well,
0: but that's what they're doing, right? They're turning off the energy now.
2: We went, yeah, we have from being energy independent, independent, inter, independent under Trump. And just a few short years, the very first thing the, the Democrats did, the left did at the federal level, was go after that. They stopped the Dakota pipeline, the Keystone pipeline. They stopped leases. Literally, they went after the production of oil and gas, weakening America as a whole, but also setting this whole thing in motion where gas prices will go up because like you said, and what Adam Smith said, they want the gas prices high because it it makes us dependent on the government, which gives them more power. It's all about power and control. So on that note, but I I, I want to get to this point I was getting to. Um, There, it was a poll before Biden's speech. It was the McLaughlin and Associates poll. There was two things that came out of that. One, it was the Patty Murray versus Tiffany Smiley race. I'll talk about that in a second, but that they found that 64% of Washingtonians polled think we are on the wrong track in the state and the nation. Okay, okay, that's about two-thirds, okay. But then they also said only 51% disapprove of Biden. Who do they think is doing this? It's the president of the United States who is literally yelling at half of America, calling them extreme and anti-American and anti-democratic. And we're going in the wrong direction. Who are they blaming then? If it's not Biden, that's my question to you, brother. Ah, uh, Yoda. Yoda. They're Yoda's blaming yo,
0: yo, yo, <laughs> yo, Yoda. Y o d a yo. I don't know who they're blaming, brother. They're blaming the Republicans. It, right. It, it, they're blaming the. They're blaming white people. Right. They're blaming a disconnect men, But they're there's just, no such thing as men or women. They're what's blaming, interesting yeah.
2: about this is every single election for our voters out there, what you'll hear from the political left, the Democrats, I'll just put it this way, the Democrats, they will always say, you know, I'm going back to give you a vote. It's not fair. The system is rigged, whatever it may be, whatever talking point it is, they're there um, saying that the Congress is broken. You you can almost hear them saying it right now. Congress is broken, even though I've been there for 10 years, 12 years, 20 years. I'm going to fix it. And we know that's a, a, a bald faced lie because if Congress is broken, they are. But the numbers bear out. Most people would agree with that sentiment. Congress is broken. The people there are doing a poor job, but they in turn tend to re-elect their current congressperson, meaning my congressperson is fine, but everybody else is bad when that's not the case. Your person is typically part of the problem. The silver lining, Doug, on this, the silver lining is it's time for a switch. It's time like a 94 for Republicans to sweep the congressional seats, take back the House and the Senate. And the good news on multiple national polls in the state of Washington is between the polls, there is about a 4% error rate. There is the Trafalgar poll and the McLaughlin Associates poll that has literally Tiffany Smiley anywhere from two to three points behind Patty Murray. Money raised. Patty Murray has raised about eight million, um, and then uh, Tiffany Smiley has raised about seven million. A very close race for U.S. Senate. That will help all the down-ticket ballot races as well. So I want to just uh, just shout out that the polling, even Democrat polling, shows that Tiffany Smiley has a real shot of taking out and beating Patty Murray, and that all of our races, if we turn out and vote have a chance to take the, this nation and the state in a better direction brother what do you think
0: yeah well you know i think a lot of that happened after biden's speech too uh they i've heard it said that biden is the best campaigner that republicans have because every time he opens his <laughs> mouth his approval goes down and the the wrong uh track poll goes up and um there was a huge backlash off of this college loan forgiveness Mm -hmm. program as well where you know the price tag is somewhere in the 300 billion range estimate and um you know i always thought that congress was the one that decided how money was spent and allocated i never thought the president got to do that are we into a new sort of kingship dictatorship situation here
2: it certainly feels that way. Now, you could have a, um, which what we have right now is Democrat control. It's all one party. The executive, the House, and the Senate are all uh, in Democrat control. It, it may be small margins in the Senate, but still, they could. It's 50-50, but
0: yeah. Kamala Harris is, the, yep. is the, bo- this, the siding vote if there's a tie, which there usually is.
2: Correct. And so, um, but they can and they have ran things uh, on party line votes down our throat, when they want to spend money, when they want to pass these big uh, omnibus bills, when they want to pass any kind of things, they typically can if they choose to, unless we have like a, a Democrat or two that says, I don't want to play ball like cinema or um, mansion. Um, that said, um, you're right. The executive doesn't have the authority, but it seems like the, the Democrat controlled uh, house and Senate Allows them to do whatever he wants to, and basically gives them uh, cover, if you will, without going through the legislative process. This well, there's going to gonna be, be,
0: you know, there was a lot of talk about um, defunding the police. You remember that? There was a lot do. of talk about it, and so they, and then here in Washington State, we've had uh, laws passed that uh, prohibit police from pursuing people unless they have, you know, very high. Uh, standards of uh, suspicion or whatever, what do you call it? probable mm-hmm. cause, things mm-hmm. like that. And so what I'm hoping for and, and, and really looking at uh, come 2023, January, when we take over uh, the levers of government, both federally and locally is that we will begin to defund this stuff. We will defund the IRS agents. We will defund the college program. We will defund uh you know all of these police state I would I' say my thing is I'm I'm for defunding the police state uh the FBI we need to bring uh, the Department of Justice to heal mm-hmm. and the House of Representatives is a very powerful branch of Congress. It's the most powerful branch of Congress which they they use that power against Donald Trump when Donald Trump was president mm-hmm. impeached. Uh, they did all this investigations. They're they're using it now on this January sixth, so-called an insurrection, which was the worst botched, least violent, unarmed protester insurrection I've ever seen. They're just calling names, whatever. And the reason they're not doing very well is because none of it's true, right? Mm-hmm. So, but when it's true, and when we get to the truth, and we don't have to make up stuff and change the definition of words and things like that. The House representatives can become a great tool for America to get their country back. And so I was so excited about this win with Joe Kent over Jamie Herrera-Butler, the rhino down there in, in uh, the third district. And um, so that was a a, a tough race, a Republican on Republican, a lot of, you know, uh, interesting situations there. And we, you know, we love a lot of people, Vicki Kraft mm-hmm. and Heidi St. John, mm-hmm. whatever, but uh, Joe was able to pull that off. And that tells you something. And I just want to talk about 2021 in Seattle. Seattle elected Ann Davis, a Republican prosecutor in the city of Seattle. So, look, don't allow yourself the luxury of being discouraged so that you don't vote or that you don't try or that you give up. That's, that's part of that, that uh, propaganda war, right? remember mm-hmm. uh they, they used to have that uh, what was it Tokyo Rose and she would go on the radio and she would they'd play the the latest music but she's talking to this, the troops to try to break their morale and and to hurt them. And so a lot of the stuff that that is going on, we need to do what David did and that is encourage ourselves in the Lord and remember that God is big and that he's good and that he fights on our behalf. And that his desire is that no one is lost, and so um, we have the victory if we'll go get it. Mm-hmm. And I've talked time and again on my on my other program, brother. Um, I was talking about how my friend Marty and I went toe to toe with the state patrol at the state capitol and won, right? Because we stood up, because we 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 took the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal; they're spiritual and they're mighty. And we're not fighting against the state patrol. We're fighting against the devil. And, um, you know, this thing with the kids and this trans agenda, brother, this is crazy. Castrating Mm -hmm. our teenage boys, top surgery, our teenage girls, sowing this confusion. This is criminal sexual child abuse. Mm -hmm. And it's being propagated. And we need to get outraged and we need to say no. No. And see, well, hey, I pull my kids out of school. I'm homeschooling my kids. That's great. But we should care about their kids too, mm-hmm. right? We should care about our neighbor. What are the two greatest commandments? Love the Lord our God, right? But love our neighbor. We're supposed mm-hmm. to love our neighbor. So, yeah, I got mine. I got my stack of potato chips and my my baked beans. You know, let the apocalypse come, right? No, no, no. Have enough potato chips and baked beans for your neighbor.
2: Exactly right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And to make a difference here, we think about it. We don't have to look very far when we see who's surrounded. You know, My mom and dad, when I was growing up, has said you'll know someone by the people they hang around with, their company they keep, if you will. Uh, and the people that Biden uh, hires and puts in position are all about identity politics. We're all in this woke crowd. The the latest one, you know, the uh, the moment of the year, the, the whatever, the... Of health, and uh, uh, is the man that's transgender. You have the the other guy that's um, uh, dressed in drag, got the newest one that's in the SBDSM and so forth. And you have the press secretary who is really hard to listen to, brother, because um, not only does she have to lie on behalf of the administration but she says things that are, that are preposterous the other day they were asking her about uh it's different how you can't come into the country without being vaccinated. And yet you can walk across the border as an illegal alien and without being vaccinated. And she goes, well, it's not the same. And they're not, they're not walking across the border. It doesn't happen. And yet it does.
0: <laughs> yeah, like someone's going to just walk across our border and <laughs> do like, yeah, yeah thousands yeah. every day.
2: <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> are you you know, to- it, it it's amazing and ludicrous, but for our listeners out there, look. This is—they're telling us who they are. This is not the values of America. Uh, when you see the, what their their intent here, when they buy off, you know, uh, forgive, if you will, and use taxpayer dollars to pay off certain college loans up to a certain amount, and then allow colleges to once again raise the prices. This is a way of paying off these colleges and the teachers and the teachers' unions and so forth. Then you have the billions to Ukraine that seems to be never-ending of our money. And and then increased tax hikes on businesses, as Doug said before. Massive inflation, which infects everybody. And then weaponizing the IRS, that's just the tip of the iceberg. The fact that they want to shut parents down, they want to pass this agenda that that uses the LGBTQ agenda so our kids grow up uh, not trusting parents, not believing in God. This is a spiritual, economic, and political war that we have to uh, fully realize that if we don't fight back, we've lost. And we'll win with Jesus, Been to vote, but we have a responsibility as citizens, as Christians, as, um, as um, people of Washington to get engaged. That's why we're always encouraging people that now is the time. Uh, Because this is a fight that's been brought to our doorstep. We see our kids. So, to defend our kids, to defend our way of life, to defend our God given values and our rights, we got to vote. We got to stand by. We got to show up, right, brother?
0: Yeah. You know, I I heard uh, Johnny Enlow actually um, define the woke agenda. And he said this he said, How do you know if it's part of the woke agenda? and he said it's anything that reduces the population. So if you castrate boys, that reduces the population. If you take girls and and make them into, you know, foul men, that lessens the population. Mm-hmm. If you're for mm-hmm. abortion, it lessens the population. Right. So the the woke agenda is a a depopulation agenda. It's a it's a pro death agenda, brother you know, we're pro-life, right? Right, right. And I I started to look at all of the different uh, aspects of the, you know, quote, woke, unquote agenda. And I started saying, you know, that does make sense. And many of these woke agenda people, they don't want all these people. They think Mm -hmm. all these people are bad. And I'm thinking, if you think all these people are bad, then why don't you just kill yourself? Why don't you just get out of here? Because we don't like you either. Right. So <laughs>
2: I um, love your neighbor. brother. So, yeah. So but I, I
0: mean, it's like, if you really think that, then why aren't you getting rid of yourself? Well, I don't like those other people,
2: but I like me. Right. right? and Like Ronald Reagan said, those that are in favor of abortion are the ones that are already born. Uh, this, they already had the right to come through. <laughs> so I will say this. I, I saw a testimony the other day on that subject. It was a transgender Christian. I know it seems like that's a, a contrary to it. But it was someone who's seeking Christ, someone who was believing, reading their Bible, but believed that they were trans. Okay. Uh, and they were praying and seeking and so forth. And the Lord showed them a vision personally, and they showed male and female to them, and they saw uh, generations of, of kids and grandkids and so forth. Then it showed male, male, and female and female, and there was nothing. It was blank. And realized that, that that their selfishness by being gay or trans or whatever was stopping generations of blessings that, that it was a curse that upon themselves through their selfishness. And they, they stopped, they just stopped being trans and said, they asked for forgiveness, but what a powerful testimony of someone that the Lord shows them that they wants to bless us. And he blesses us through our children and grandchildren to leave a legacy For generation after generation. And when this whole ideology to your point is not only reducing the population, it's eliminating future generations. Yeah. It's generations of kids. You know, I I have a, uh, one of
0: my kids is like not interested in maybe having more kids now. Um, I'm like praying that that's, that's all going to change everything, but you know, they're missing out on the best part of life, the Mm -hmm. best part of life brother, you got three amazing kids, right? That's like the best thing that ever happened to you, right? You got married, you had all these kids. I got five and, yes. and now yes. I got three little grandkids and stuff. It's like, this is the best part of life. It this is. isn't, it's not acquiring stuff. You can get all the stuff you want and it gets like, it's just stuff. It's like, you got to clean it. You got to change the oil in it. <laughs> you know, all this stuff you got to do. <laughs> it's like, it's a hassle. Right. And, and, you know, they actually did a, a study on human, Happiness. And you know where they found the happiest people, brother? They found the happiest people that were more primitive, that didn't have a lot of wealth. They had food, they had shelter, they had clothing, but they were more into their family and Mm -hmm. into their tribe and into their community. And they were the happiest people on the earth, brother. They weren't the people at Disneyland.
2: It's interesting. Married couples with kids. To have a purpose. Uh, that's what you're talking about. Purpose, of yeah. course, raising up the next generation and give them values, but that a purpose for living. And that's why we, we as Christians believe that we were all designed for a purpose and God's word said he lays up good works for us to do. I think that's, that's just very powerful, even for a non-believer to understand that they've been made for a purpose um, that there is in their life, you know, the design, God designed them to be in a relationship, a loving, married relationship and to have children. Um, and without reason, to raise them up, right, in the yeah, way they should and, go. So and was,
0: yeah. it's just, I, you know, from personal experience, you know, and my my parents were, uh, you know, they got divorced, as your your mm-hmm. mom and dad did as well, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yet, they still, even though they couldn't make their whatever work, and you know, they weren't like devout believers or anything like that. But um, they they still treasured us and they invested in us mm-hmm. and as kids and stuff like that. And so, you know, I just want to just honor that. And, um, I, you know, I can think of story after story where, you know, my dad was there for me, my mom was there for me and how that affected. And I, you know, I'm just so excited about being able to be that person for my kids and to see my kids, kids now and things like that and it's there's just something about it and it, it's it's one of the first things that god ever commanded man to do he said be fruitful and multiply and be like, oh we're running out of space no we're not drive through eastern washington there's tons right, of Rome. right. tons of room Drive through Idaho, <laughs> drive through Montana, Wyoming, even parts of
2: Texas, right? Even yeah. in, you
0: know, yeah. Japan is getting a little crowded in the cities, but you know, you get outside the cities and they still got tons of open space, mm-hmm. right? The whole world is not Coruscant. Remember Coruscant and Star Wars, the entire yep. planet was one city or whatever.
2: Yep. That ain't it. Well, you, when you think about what God's done, uh, turning deserts into um, just orchards, if you will, in the central Washington what we're talking about here, where it was desert until the dams came in through irrigation. Now you have some of the best wine, the wheat, some of the produce in the world, the apples that are shipped worldwide. Um, amazing, right? But it's a blessing though. And we start through technology as well and through innovation. We were producing more and more food with less and less land.
0: And where did the electric car come from, brother? It came from the free market system because Mm -hmm. they thought people might want a car that gets 50 miles a gallon, right? So they invented the Prius, whatever, 12 years ago, (laughs) right? whatever, right? Right. It didn't come from a government program. It came from them innovating. Mm -hmm. And so we need to remember to get back to that. Remember to get back to freedom. You know, I've been so encouraged. Uh, Rick Joyner wrote a book back in 1987 called The Vision, and in that uh, vision that he had, it was a dream, I guess, or a, like a three-day panorama or something that the Lord showed him. But in that dream, he said America was going to go hard left. There was gonna it was going to take a turn to the left, very, very, you know, Marxisty thing, but that it would not, it would turn back to the right, and it would never go to the left again. And I think that's what we're seeing. I think when we look at the the miles of blue tarp mm-hmm. homeless cities. When we see the 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 skyrocketing prices, when the crime is out of control, our murder rate here in Seattle is like 275% higher than it was two years ago. Wow. That's real death, man. That's mm-hmm. real people dying. That's then misery. We yep. see uh suicides uh absolutely through the through the roof and, and suicides of young people who have their whole life ahead of them. Uh, this is the result of the hopelessness. And I believe, brother, that we're going to come back and that there's going to be revival and that God's going to do it, but we cannot just take it for granted. We need to get busy. We need to get ready because here it comes. Look out. Here comes God.
2: Amen. Amen. I couldn't have said that any better myself, brother. That's all right.
0: Well, I'll tell you, uh, there's there's much to come. Super excited about it. I think we're going to have a great year, but we gotta remember. Let's write in Brad Clipper, K L I P P E R T, for Secretary of State. Let's get out. If you're not registered to vote, register to vote. Let's get out. Let's let's show up this year. Amen, brother.
2: Amen, brother. Amen. Get yeah, vote for Tiffany Smiley as well for U.S. Senate and in your congressional districts. If you live in the ninth, vote yeah, Bassler. Yeah. Vote,
0: vote for your vote. Vote the R. Well, yes. this is Doug Vassar and Marty McLennan, and we you can uh, go to our website, it's Dougandmarty.com. You can even listen to past episodes of Doug and Marty versus World. I think that's it for today, brother.
2: Sounds good. God bless. God bless America.
0: Talk to you next time.